The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to another Video Games to the Max, as uh, this is the official Video Games Podcast of W2Mnet.com, and we are of course also a partnership with 41mania.com and Last Word on Life, and this is episode 179, and I'm your host Sean Garman, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. You might have heard uh, some noises there of Mark Entering got, in a friend code. <laughs> yeah, entering a friend code. He just got Zelda a couple of days ago, so he's finally getting into what everybody was talking about last year. No, I'm still trying to work through my review backlog. <laughs> that too. Lots of review backlog for everybody uh, at this point, as we outlined last week. And I don't think Mark's even getting into games from last week uh, of just... It's getting real now. We're getting into there are games coming out constantly. Uh, not that there isn't all the time, but it felt like last week you just got a ton, and then this week, not big on the heavy like known names, but you got a few. So we'll get yeah. into that uh, a little later. Uh, we did play one that is coming out uh, basically today. You can you can preload it, preload it, and download it. As soon as this podcast is like halfway through, because this is like basically the 20th right now uh, on, in, on the U.S. over here on the East Coast. We played a little bit of the Metal Gear Survive beta again and yep. redid that first mission that you get to do and then played a little bit of the one on medium. Definitely gets harder. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we were probably under geared a little, and it's just, like, it kept giving us stuff to collect, but it didn't tell us how to use it all. Mm-hmm. So, you were trying, like, you were guarding the base, and I was running around getting shit, but it didn't, like, it's like, okay, you collected this machine gun, but it didn't tell me how to use it or deploy it at all. So, I was, it's like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely makes you have to be very aware of your surroundings because the zombies or whatever the creatures are come out of nowhere sometimes. What well, I literally do come out of nowhere because they come out of the sky. Yeah, and... they come into the, like, the wormhole generator things that were in MGS5. <laughs> ah, okay, that's what that is. And, like, both levels that we were in have a section that cannot be blocked off at all. And they'll come through there, and sometimes you won't even notice. And, yeah, you'll just kind of look over and, oh, wow, these are right in my face. And then on normal, uh, you can imagine that that gets even more troublesome, especially because they vary the enemies and stuff like that. So, yeah, Um, the more people you have, the better, because obviously you can defend more parts of the base as well, so... Yeah, as long as it doesn't scale up the number of zombies also. Like, 
he had four people, he had four times the zombies. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Yeah, maybe on you know we only play with uh, Sean Comer on easy, so I don't know if it keeps it the same there. And then when you level it up, that's yeah. when they level up. You know they move the the zombies up to compensate. But I think it's I mean for a game that I don't, I don't know when we play games like that, I still think it's pretty fun. Like I imagine if you could get the concepts down. And perhaps a single player does a much better job at explaining that than the multiplayer does. Then, you know, if we were really good at it, then we'd have a lot more fun. Yeah. Probably would have helped. Yeah. Or just so, like learning the controls better. Like it, it just jumps in that matrix loading program and doesn't explain how to do anything. And then also the like having to figure out which triggers to press, to, having to remember like what's on your R1, and then what's the number on your L1, and the also having to trigger through, switch through all the weapons and everything. It's a lot to deal with when you got creatures coming at you and you're trying to kill them. You know. Uh, yeah. So what else are you? Your your Monster Hunter review is up. So. You, you don't have to play that for review anymore now. You can go back and play whatever, whenever you want. Uh, yeah, if I slowly go through that, I have like a few friends who are playing it off and on, so I'll just join up with them. Uh, still plowing through Battleship Brigade. I have to review that this week because it's pretty behind. Even though they sent the code like four weeks ago and the game was out in December. Not your fault at all. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean it's still a good game. Like it's, I'm just trying to compare it to other games or figure out what I should kind of compare it to, because it is very, it's like two halves of the uh, two different, completely different halves of one game. Like there's the match three gameplay, and then there's like the action brawler stuff. Does it work well? Yeah, uh, it's like a charming game. It's still fun. Like, I'd be curious to actually play it on the Switch because I imagine that'd be a lot more fun than on PC. Uh, I've thought about that because I remember the uh, uh, Giant Bomb guys talking a lot about it. Yeah, like the the game's also pretty cool. Like the levels aren't long at all. Like the longest level I've had is twelve minutes. Well, that's not bad at all. And most of like most of there's also like a lot of little store like little side missions that are like two or three minutes each. Like they're not you know like go do this puzzle and that's that's it, it for the side mission. Like it's not long so at all. So is there like a map or something to go to all that? There, or? There's like a town like a town street. Uh, it's not a very big game at all. Like it's just like this one street, and then you kind of load off that. Like there are three side missions. Like every day, you get different side missions, and it's you can do all three, and it's puzzle, hunting, and like a restaurant. And the restaurant is like do specific combo, like specific combinations for people, and you'll get rewarded quickly. Like it's all about speed. Okay, well, I mean, it seems like a fun game. Just yeah. Uh, the other game is like like you said, Zelda. <laughs> so coming into this like after all the hoopla and everything, and it's been almost a year now since it came out. Like, 
how do you feel about being a first-time player into this? Uh, I have two thoughts. Um, the first thought is I kind of want to spend the 20 bucks to get that motorcycle DLC. Yeah. Just because I think it'd be really silly. Plus, uh, it would make going around that huge world a lot easier. Don't you get horses, or do you get Epona? Yeah, you do get that. You know, you do get Epona and all that. So, uh, but that uh, it takes a little bit to get Epona. So, you, oh, you I know. imagine it'd be the same thing with a motorcycle. Like you're not just gonna you're not gonna just gonna buy it and it's show up in your inventory. Uh, the other two thoughts I have are, I find the controls very unwieldy. Uh that maybe that's just me, but like having different buttons for run and jump, like I understand why they did that, but having jump be on essentially the X button of the switch controller seems very not bad, but just weird. Yeah. Especially like for me, it was just mainly getting, having to get used to the whole, when you switch controllers, the A and B are switched for the Nintendo Yep. consoles compared to the other ones so you're having to get used to that and then jump seems weird when you think it should be on like Y yeah and instead of your attack button uh, and like I was telling you before we started like the game just drops you into it like mm-hmm. yep. I completed the first like I guess initial dungeon or like puzzle training thing I got the magnet power and then the old guy was like okay here's this tower get on top of it or just like you know beam over there and scan the scan around the environment to find the other tower and to find the other uh dungeons and i did that for 20 minutes and i found nothing and i was like am i am i being dumb or is it like the game just kind of screwing with me or what no you're not being dumb the game is very obtuse like that like and then, you know, you're also setting your own markers, right? So if you set the marker in the wrong spot, then you're you're not going to anything. Yeah, I did so, that because I, I, I didn't know what I was looking for. I was just like, yeah, whatever. I was, you know, place markers on what I think is cool looking stuff. And, like, one was, like, a purple treasure chest uh, that I had to fight some enemies over and, it, like, unlocked. And, like, one was I just kind of roamed around and then I eventually eventually found another one of the dun- like trial dungeons and I got the bomb power and it's like, okay, like am I just supposed to hunt around this like plateau for a while and until I find the other, other two places. Yeah. Like for me, cause initially I was thinking I was going to have to review it cause I was the only one with a switch at the time. I bought a guy because it's like, I cannot, like I love just walking around and finding stuff and, finding different enemies and whatever that's like when the game is actually at its best to me is when you can just roam around you can literally go to anything you want you can climb on top of the mountain if you want whatever but like if you need to know where you're going so that you can get on with it it's not a game for you to like get on with it (laughs) unless you know where you're going so uh well i feel like a lot of that game is trial and error I think after I get the four initial powers and I get off, like I get the paraglider thing and can, you know, Mm. just freely explore, then I'll have a lot more fun with it. You know, then the game will just open up and you can do whatever shrine you want. But, uh, like, format-wise, the game really reminds me of Far Cry. 
like Far Cry three or four. Yeah, with like the even, uh, even like just a like small area, but yeah, like just the freedom to do whatever you want, like picking up everything, stealing everything, and get your hands on. The shrines kind of could be like the towers. Yeah. Kind of thing. Well, yeah. I, I think the shrine, the shrines, uh, I guess would be like the encampments and like the actual mm-hmm. towers would be like the radio towers. Like even when that came, when the tower sprouted from the ground, I was like, "All right, am I gonna have to climb this stupid fucking thing and <laughs> hit the hit the button and the map will be revealed?" But it's like no, because there's no map to be revealed. You just climb and do it yourself. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah, it's. I mean, I'll keep playing it. I just have to get through. I have to write the brigade review to, like soon, and then I have to start playing Fee, which might be an experience. Hey, I'll be interested to hear uh, your thoughts on Faye there, because it seems like it's gotten a mixed reaction so far. I, so. I think people were probably expecting like an Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. and it's not that. And it's disappointing people. Sounds kind of like the Secret of Mana remake. Why that's getting such a mixed reaction. It's like, if you've never played it, it's fine. If you played it... I'm I'm sure if you played it, I'm sure if you haven't played it, it's probably a little archaic. Uh, But if if you have played it before, you're like, why did they fuck this up? Or you forget that the game had problems. It's not like that game was perfect at all. It's just, like, back then, when you're that age, you're like, oh, this is so cool. It's not not the same as, like, the Final Fantasies and all that. So you're like, oh, gotta play this thing. Think about what you just said. In in two or three years, when that first episode of Final Fantasy VII Remake comes around, we'll be saying the same thing. Oh, God. At least they let us know they were going to cut stuff from that, so... And we already know they changed the battle system a little bit, so it, it, they are not sitting there telling you to have these goggle expectations on it. I think people are going to be more mad because of the stuff they changed. And I yeah. feel like Square Enix said that they could, they probably felt like, okay, we want people to tell us that they want more Secret of Mana, so if we change too much of this, there's going to be more people mad than if we just leave it alone. Right. All right. They can't, they can't just make uh, a new one. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the for me, I'm still playing the two couple of games I was playing uh, like last week. We did the show. Uh, I finally actually beat Night in the Woods. Uh, still got to write the finish writing the review, but I actually got to the end. I never got to the end on the PS4 version. Played some on the Switch, and then went back to the PS4 version because I was farther on that one. And, yeah, it's it gets crazy at the end. <laughs> they try yeah. to add in this different kind of story. Uh, but you're probably still one of my favorite cast of characters in all of gaming. I, I don't know how many cast of characters I'm including in that, but still, like, just a great cast, very well written, just... No, the this, this story has its moments. Uh, it has its moments where it's great, and then has its moments where it's not. And 
I find it hard for anybody not to have something that they relate to with that game. Um, and it's great on Switch because you can take it with you, put it on pause, and then keep going. Uh, it's a great game to like play on, yeah, on if you're on the bus or whatever, and then you can play a little bit, get some of the story, and get off. Uh, yeah, Radiant Historia is still the same thing. I'm just souls trudging through that. Uh, and Crossing Souls has been the game that I kind of play when the wrestling podcast is on. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, uh, I love the, like, I wish I could, um, anybody, like, really loves the 80s. Like, they have these, like, really cool, like, 80s, uh, videos that they show with, like, no sound that are, like, awesome. Uh, and just has so much nostalgia in it but it's also like just a, a good a good little beat em up uh that's also sort of like a point and click but not so and i like that it has all the different characters i mean yeah it, it's playing a, it plays a lot on 80 stereotypes so if you're one of those people like i've seen a lot of not just today but this entire week uh, or more it seems like this entire year has been the year of Everybody complaining about they need more representation in games and media and all that stuff. That that's probably going to bother you if you're one of those people because they they just said we're going to make this an 80s game. It's going to have all the 80s stuff you can imagine, and including the stereotypes and all that stuff in it. So just be prepared. But it's still still got it like one of those like cool cheesy 80s stories too. So. Definitely hoping I can, within the next week, have that thing done. And perhaps a Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet will appear and I can start playing that. But, uh, which I'm not going to hold my... I'm holding my breath that it's perhaps better than the other Sword Art games, but that's not saying anything. But that also goes along with the new anime that's coming that also focuses on them having guns and not swords and stuff. So... We'll see uh, how that goes. Yeah. But all right, there's not a lot of news uh, this week. But I guess we might as well start here because there's still a lot in the news about the terrible school shooting that happened not that far away from me uh, in Broward. Um, And, of course, everybody has their thoughts on what needs to be done and whatever and you know, uh, we're not going to make that a gun violence conversation here, because uh, this is not the podcast for that. Uh, we This is a video games podcast, and of course when this stuff kind of happens, you have the one person or two people that decide that they need to blame video games, because why not? Uh, so, Kentucky Governor uh, Matt Bevin discussed other things involving what happened, but he also decides that video games used to be one of the things that is a problem. So there are video games that, yes, are listed for mature audiences, but kids play them, and everybody knows it, and there's nothing to prevent the child from playing them. They celebrate slaughtering of people. There are games that literally replicate and give people the ability to score points for doing the very same thing that these students are doing inside of schools where you get extra points for finishing someone off who's lying there begging for their life. 
why is there need to be a game where you kill someone? Is sort of his final statement on the whole thing. I I kind of blanked over some of the other stuff, but he also mentions like, why is there need to be any kind of media where you where someone dies or kills you kill someone or whatever? And I guess that's his sort of thought process on video games create a death culture and it celebrates that. As opposed to the NRA. Uh, hold on, you are really low. Like, it sounds like your microphone is not... Is that better? Yes, that is better. So what you say? Sorry, I didn't hear you. I said, uh, yes, a death culture as opposed to the NRA... True. Not everybody in the NRA is going out trying to hunt things, but yeah. I I just think it's just him trying, he's grasping at straws here because this is a lot easier to talk about than, you know, the other stuff that seems to never go one way or the other, right? It's the same people that are focusing on Let's change game ratings to reflect loot boxes because we have nothing else better going on uh, that we need to focus on right now. I I just – yeah, go ahead. I I think loot boxes are like a predatory act or, you know, not not all. Like, you know, Overwatch is fine to an extent. But, I mean, like what EA did with like Battlefront 2, uh, that was bad. Right. But I think like the knee jerk reaction of like oh video games are you know violent, uh, that's dumb because they, a they've already been run, uh, constitutionally rendered okay like you know as you know a fine art form, and b like they've been killing people in movies for since movies have been around. Uh, so, there are songs about killing people. TV shows, art, books. I mean, that's part of art is dying. If you want to like look at like a violent piece of literature, look at the Bible. Right. It's like the biggest way to show loss is for somebody to die. Right. In, In whatever media form that you're talking about here. So, I mean, now we're going to that's a very real part of life, whether we want to say that it's creating this culture or not. We all die. We all have to go through the pain of death. We don't want it to be in these awful situations that have happened. But, I mean, people still talk about the whole era dying in Final Fantasy VII. I'm sorry if I just spoiled that for somebody. Don't worry, she's going to come back with a loot box. (laughs) Thank God Square Enix has decided that they're not doing that. But I wouldn't put it past them to figure that out that one day and do put it in <laughs> but uh, I, I just think this is so I, I hate the fact that this we had to go to this I thought we were past this point look we, we can make this case all day long that parents walking a video game store a GameStop Best Buy whatever they don't care they buy the mature rated game for their kid because their kid wants it they don't think anything of it they let their kid play it and whatever. 
you know. Uh, does also, that cause... like, most what? games that he most most of the things he was talking about aren't actually in video games. <laughs> right, exactly. He's they're not. And I mean, he's just, just pulling stuff out of his ass, like you know, like he always does. <laughs> it's just like, look, uh, yeah, we have a problem in the country. There's a mental illness problem. There, there is a. You can say there is a moral compass problem in a way, but it's not because of video games. Uh, it's because of other things, and you know, it's just. I just hate that. Like, let's just blame this because it's easier than to talk about the real issues and to talk about how we need to have a bigger way to solve mental health problems and and whatever else in the country. And another good question is, is how come other countries with violent video games don't have this problem? Like, why doesn't Japan have this? Why doesn't Germany have this? Why doesn't England have this. <laughs> could it be that they don't have? Could it be the violent video games, or the fact that they don't have AR-15s available to them? <laughs> could be. Uh, you know, it, try not to make it about that on here, because well, I can. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, like, um, yeah, you know, have our gun culture is much different than everybody else's, and I think. If this doesn't make people finally go, we need to do something, then I don't know what is going to. I mean, I, you could have said that when, like, some that nut job killed whatever twenty, you know, kindergarten kids, and you know, a few years ago, we didn't. Do oh no, you're nine. right. <laughs> you're completely right. When it was the smaller kids, that's when it should have been an even bigger deal. But that's what that's what made people even more go, oh, that was just one crazy dude. Like yeah. it has nothing to do with the guns or it has nothing to do with this. And look, it's a lot of different issues. I mean, hell, heck, you know, we talked about video game addiction now becoming a thing that actually could be diagnosed now. There's, there's a lot of mental, you know, illness issues in this country that don't get the proper attention that they deserve, uh, especially with, you know, the stuff with the insurance going on, that being a problem. You know, if if you can't get insured, how are you supposed to get the medical attention that you need? You know, uh, that that for one is an issue in itself. Not to mention the the gun problems and the maybe making it stricter stuff for the guns and and everything else. And video game violence is not uh, anywhere near the top uh, of of this issue and the people that are for me I feel like are the parents that just refuse to pay attention to what their kid is doing and playing and putting a restriction on that if if your kid is having side effects of playing these games that they shouldn't be playing they're too young to understand what they're playing and you're letting them play that's on you man that's on you as a parent if you're they're 10 years old and they they go out and and you think it's the games, maybe you need to do something about that. Stop blaming the creators. We might as well not have R-rated movies then, because... I mean, that's what these, yeah. like, puritanical dickheads think. Like, we just should all just, you know, read the Bible and listen, you know, listen to Quaker music and all that crap. Like, no, it's... 
it's not gonna happen, people. Stop it. Like, <laughs> I, my dream is if you believe in the Second Amendment, that's cool, but you can only use period accurate weaponry. So you can only use a brown best rifle. So you get four shots per minute, and that's about it. Could you imagine? <laughs> take. I mean, you could take the guy out pretty quick, though. Take him yes, forever. Yes, one guy, and then everyone else would swarm you and kill you. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you ma- go ahead. It, well, it's fun. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's, it's interesting to think about, like, because I think a few years ago, there was some guy in Japan who went crazy with, like, a knife and killed a few people, like, some people... I don't even think he killed people. I think he just like cut people. Right. I think he, I think he killed or cut like nineteen kids or something like that. Oh. Like in this country, if some guy walked into a school, like a, even a high school, with a knife and started like trying, started trying to cut people, he might cut one or two people, students, and then everyone would just gang up on him and you know kick the crap out of him. Right. Like. So it's just interesting to see like that cultural difference right there. Yeah, because it's a it's just different. Well, plus you know that's why people have to walk in with guns, right? Because knives and other things that can be easily dispossessed are not scary yeah. to our culture as opposed to others. You know. Not not saying that knives can't be dangerous because they certainly can. Just you know, not not AR-15, yeah, or, or any type of gun for that matter. Uh, I I don't think that we need to do away with guns at all because I think the the I saw something that was I think rather appropriate. Like we're how many places are we every day where people have the concealed carry and we have no idea who's armed and who's not. But nobody goes out and takes a gun out and shoots someone, right, in the store or whatever. It usually does involve, depending the situation you're in, usually being in a bad situation, dealing with, you know, somebody's mental health or, you know, whatever, or being in a situation where there's a, aggression happening, like an argument or, you know, it doesn't mean that that all needs to go away. Just we got to figure out something to make it harder for people to obtain these things and again video games have nothing to do with why this stuff is happening let's let's put or like the blame. why did that why did that guy you know a few months ago kill whatever what, 500 concert goers it wasn't because of video games no <laughs> it was, was not because uh, of that at all but all right let's discuss video games here and uh Duck Hunt, the best video game ever yeah, we got to remember, remember that, you know, Duck Hunt, early on in the console existence out there, packaged with your system for you to buy. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is not getting a sequel. It's going to be supported for 10 years, says the developers. Great, I got 10 years to ignore it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, me too, but I think... There are a lot. This this is one of those games that proves that sometimes you can have a game come out bad, and you can really try hard to fix it, and you do, and you get people. Your audience is at 27 million now. It keeps growing. Uh, you have a plan. People seem to like that plan, 
And now you... And, go ahead. And the division is an example of how you can not do that. True. I'd argue that it might be easier for Rainbow Six Siege to have made that comeback because it's free less... Free to play. Yeah, it's free to play and there's less you have to do in the game too. Right? Yeah. Like, the division, you would have had to come up with ideas for how to continue the story, how to fix more of the problems. Yeah. You know. Which, uh, you know, we talked about them possibly wanting to do Division 2. And I think the the reason why they want to do Division 2 more is because they just want to get that whole idea of we screwed up with the division out of people's heads. Yeah, it's a clean slate, like it's what they do with like Destiny 2, but hopefully they wouldn't fuck it up like they did with Destiny 2. You would hope they would have learned their lesson. Because, uh, like, I don't know if you've been following it, but, like, Destiny 2 is, like, a slow-moving disaster. Like, everything uh, everything they've done has made the game arguably worse, which is kind of impressive when you really look at it. Yeah, all I ever hear about now is people talking about how it's been just getting worse and worse, yeah. and it's not had the tail that the first one had, and every time they try Which, to fix something, it gets even I worse. mean, even the first one was busted for, like, the first year of the game. Like, it wasn't until they made, like, the Taken Throne, or I think, like, the second DLC pack that everyone seemed to actually like it. So it's like, holy Christ. Like, It's like you have all this data that shows what you did correctly, how did you mess this up? Yeah. I know, Activision and and Bungie. Get that right, get that right. Um, considering uh, another one of where we went wrong here, System Shock Remastered, which was successfully kickstarted to a tune of $1.3 They are now going back to the drawing board because, quote, we got too far away from the original idea. We kept wanting to do more and more stuff, and then we realized that basically they wouldn't be making System Shock anymore, or at least not a remaster anyway. Uh, this is baffling to me. Like, you wouldn't. You have to make the graphics better. That's all you had to do. Like, people. Because they're making they're making System Shock three as it is, or like at least they were. I mean, who knows right now? But if you wanted to like completely change the gameplay or add in like new stuff, put it in that game. It's there for you. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's weird though. Like, but isn't it two different uh, people though making? The no, I think it's the... a, I think it's the same company. I think it might be a different team, but it's the same company. Because that's I think another game that got kickstarted. I want to say, but it's like what, what did they do with uh, that Shadow of the Colossus remake? They like they put in like one or two like little hidden things, and they made the graphics better and fixed the control scheme. That's it. Yeah, but I think that also doesn't it have a big studio making sure that it also is on track and looking good and 
Oh, you are right. It is a different company making that wasn't making the remake, but Night Night Dive was doing the remake of System Shock One, and apparently some company called Other Side Entertainment is making System Shock Three. So it's like if you just wanted to make your own spin on it, like then why did you want like go for the remake in the first place? Have someone else do it. There are plenty of port, uh, plenty of port studios out there, you know, that'll go do, go hire the guys who do like the Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition. <laughs> they I, got your back. <laughs> I mean, I think. I feel like they're not wrong in wanting to do more with it, right? Like, okay, you got all this money. Do yeah. kind of but... owe it to them to see if we can innovate on what the original System Shock did to see if we can make it better? But and... you're – like, that's that's defeating the purpose of the remake, though. Like, that's just making a new game to an extent. Like, even like that – I like that – uh Oh, what is it? Odin Sphere remake that they made a few years ago, but that's not the same game as original Odin Sphere, not at all. I mean, I think it's better, but there are certainly diehard fans of the old one that like. I mean, that's why they included the old one in, the, in that package in the first place. Well, I mean, it, it's also I, just. I mean, it's I, weird because they're I, not even doing a remake; it's a remaster. Yeah. So all they're really supposed to do is just make the graphics better and yeah, fix the graphics, put out the you know, game. make it make it work on like modern modern computers, you know, make it look at least somewhat better if you can and push it at the door. Like I look at this as like they talk about feature creep and I'm like that's I mean that's what's going to kill Star Citizen. I, I that's just weird though. Like, if you're maybe they just didn't think they they would get this much for the game, and so maybe they were I mean, thinking, that, ah, we should have said remake instead of remaster, and they were thinking about why don't we just do it as if we were going to do a remake, and then I don't know, maybe they're somebody else that they have to talk to, or they said they were talking to publishers said, uh, well, hold on, your Kickstarter says remaster, and you're trying to do too much here. Maybe you all need to go back to the drawing board. If, if honestly, that is the case, they should have given some of that money back and said, this is going to be like a no-frills remaster, like we're going to update the graphics slightly, we're not going to make like a new game engine or anything, but, you know, here is the best it can possibly look, at least with, with the assets we have, enjoy. And maybe make another Kickstarter that goes like, if you want to see us do our own spinning system shock, you know, pay it. And they wouldn't get any money probably. But that's that's the that's the dark secret about all this is if they say we're going to make our own our own game, no one would be like, who cares? Like, no one's even heard of you guys before. <laughs> the only reason they got 1.3 million is because they said system shock and it has cachet with like old PC fans. Yeah, it's it's true. Well, plus they had the idea of making the third one, right? And I think System Shock Two you can still play on modern consoles, but not the first one. I think it's on GOG. 
Okay. Like, you can't play it. Like, re- I mean, but it's not, I mean, it's going to look like the max resolution is going to be like probably 800 by 600, and it's going to look terrible on any modern computer. Yeah, you're right. About it. It's just, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, it's not a long wait. I mean, sometimes these things turn into, oh, we need to reassess, go on a hiatus, and then you don't hear from them. But they're saying they're promising they will be back and doing things again. So uh, let's hopefully be able to take them for their word and moving uh, moving things yeah, along so eventually. There's already an enhanced edition of System Shock 1 on, on GOG. And on Steam, for that matter. Hmm. Then what are they? Would they really be doing at that point? Then yeah. Oh, because this is on console too. So yeah, that's, that's to be a, able to bring the game to console. That's a pretty gnarly looking interface for a console game. <laughs> I guess that's part of the remaster. Maybe they're gonna try to make that work. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, moving into more uh, sad news. Uh, Mafia 3 developer. I mean, I don't know how much this affects people because it's like, it's been at least a year since we heard, or what, six or seven months since, you know, the last DLC. And then, you know, how many people are really still out there playing Mafia 3, which sold well initially, and then kind of, you know, as every game does, peters off. Uh, but they're having except, to. Except for GTA 4, except for GTA uh, well, 5, I should say. <laughs> Yeah, instead of GTA 5, which doesn't matter, you know, however long it goes, it, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The 2K basically confirming that they had to have staff reductions. Uh, it's, they're ensuring that whatever they're doing with the studio, Hangar 13 is going to line up with what they need them to do in the future. Uh so, it's always sad to hear about uh, developers having to downsize and all that. And you'd think with a big company like this, it wouldn't happen, but it does. And as long as they're not closing the studio, I guess. Yeah. Like, I guess it's a shame, but, I mean, I'm kind of surprised Mafia 3 sold well in the first place. Yeah, that was surprising. Like, when that game came out, and then it was, like, big-time seller, one of the highest of the entire year, I think, when I think it came it's, out. I think it sold well, but I'm not, I don't think it reviewed that well. And I didn't hear a lot of people actually playing it. I don't know about you. I don't remember a lot of people... Play, I, I remember it getting, like, you know, those, like, sevens and... yeah. That kind of range, eight. Which is, I mean, more or less fine, but it's not like the huge blowout that were, you know, it's not like tens across the board or anything like that. No, I think, I just can't remember what the, um, uh, like, yeah, right now it has a 68 on Metacritic for the PS4 version. And also, like, if... I, it's like, what, what else is that studio doing? Like, you think they would have announced something at, at this point, you know, at some point? 
Yeah, it has like awards for apparently being one of the most discussed games of 2016, but and obviously the higher selling game. But yeah, the the highest reviews for that game are aside from digitally downloaded, which apparently has to give every game like a huge score. Is pretty much the like there's a bunch of 80s and then everything else is much lower. So yeah with the core of people being in the 60s and 70s. So, yeah, that game... I don't remember this game winning any kind of game of the year or anything like that, even though it's so well. And that happens. Like, there's a, there's quite a few games that do that where it doesn't wind up being Critical Darling, but people love it, and they, for some reason, they buy it. It's probably also the Take-Two name and everything else uh, being attached to that too. Well, people also just like open world crime simulators. It provides a release for most normal people in life. Yeah, very true. Uh, There's that uh, as well. And, you know, maybe, maybe they'll re they'll put the studio into doing something else. Uh, I mean, take two does have that other thing that they open for like indie devs so yeah. I mean I don't know if they would have them just work on Red Dead or, or if they'd have them just maybe think of something that they don't want to do the ones that are left who knows uh, speaking of people making games Sweary is making a game or Sweary Sweary uh, yeah I'm going to go with Sweary uh uh Hidetaka Suhiro is uh, making his first new project. He's he hasn't made anything since uh, D four, right? Yeah, and I think that kind of depressed him because I know and he announced something game. else. He announced something else, and then I don't know if it actually came through or not. But like, oh, was the um, uh, good people or something like that? Probably the Kickstarter didn't. Didn't yeah. take, and he's actually going to relaunch the Kickstarter now because of getting funding from Arc System Works to do this game, which is called The Missing. Uh, it apparently is going to come out this year. Uh, so, um, and he said all he pretty much uh, he that he has like this two minute video that he does and says that it has many meanings and uh, discusses what missing someone means to, you know, to various people and then says that it's going to blow you away. So big promises there. Sweary to, to tell everybody that automatically this is going to blow you away. So uh, I look at Sweary as like, a good like a good designer or just a really weird one but he just hasn't had a breakout hit like deadly premonition did well reasonably well but like that was a pretty under like pretty underground hit that a lot of people didn't play until it came free to xbox one or yeah well it got passed around a lot like it came on steam and you know stuff like that 
but it took good I, took good reviews of like from like Jim Sterling and like Giant Bomb doing their quick you know their interns run of it. And Arc really System Works still hasn't proven that when they're involved in something that's not a fighting game, that it winds up uh, being good. So they have something to prove on their end too, I think. Yeah. So this is one of those things that could like the collab could be great or it could be rather middling. Let's hope not. For right. the sake. But see how that goes. The TSQ Nordic has bought Koch Media, which uh, TSQ Nordic has slowly they, they bought a bunch of stuff off the actual uh, THQ sale. And then they, of course, uh, were Nordic for a while, and then they changed to THQ Nordic. They're based in Austria, and their you know their big game is Darksiders Three, but they also have you know the Blobs coming to the Switch. Uh, Red Faction's been tossed around, getting put onto the you know either PS Plus or uh, Games with Gold, and now there's people clamoring for a Red Faction Two. Uh, I don't know why, Wait, no. but they are. Wait, and Red Faction 2? Yes, there's people that are clamoring for a sequel to the... Whatever the most popular one in that franchise is. Red Faction Gorilla, because there's already Yeah, Red, Red Faction, Faction Gorilla 2. Too, or, <laughs> yeah. Because Red Faction 2 was an old PS2 game. <laughs> right, yeah, that's... I was like, I knew I saw several articles on various sites where they were like, okay, Red Faction... One of them has to have a sequel now because of this acquiring of Koch Media that gives them more influx of properties. Uh, this also means that THQ is once again reunited with Saints Row and uh, Volition as well, which a lot of people feel like Koch just mishandled, uh, considering that Angels of Mayhem was a total flop. Pretty much uh, probably dead on at that point. Of course, the Metro games as well at Dead Island, which has had its own problems. And Cost Media also makes the Kingdom Come Deliverance game that just came out last week. So, uh, Yeah, remember Dead Island 2? Oh, boy. <laughs> we not remember that. Uh, they apparently bought this for almost $150 million. Uh, so, eh, cool for them. Uh hope this means that we'll see more games and uh this is kind of a weird i guess a weird development yeah it's like weird to see like tsq kind of like raising out of the ashes right like the figurative zombie (laughs) yeah and and it not be like ea is trying to buy this or like you know the that big rumor of microsoft trying to buy like half the gaming industry or you know all that it's it's actually sort of refreshing to hear this kind of thing happening uh suppose yeah. they're not gonna merge completely right now but maybe later i guess my worry is that neither company has a great track record so i hope someone at the top i mean you say they're not gonna be put together but i hope someone at the top is going look both you got both both Studios need to be making good shit now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, looks like they're on their way with Kingdom Come. 
uh, at the moment. But definitely, you know, Darksiders 3 needs to be a huge hit because everything else has sort of been in the middle for them. And obviously Metro Exodus is going to be another one that's going to... See, I don't think... Like, I think... I hope Darksiders 3 is a good game. Right. I don't think that game... That's not... That game, it might do okay, but it's never going to be a huge hit. And the same thing with, like, Metro Exodus. Like, that might be a... Hopefully it's a fantastic game. But But that's the thing with them buying it, though, as opposed to, like... I don't think they're going to have the Square Enix mentality of this is going to sell 10 million copies. No, but I also, like, those games are in kind of such a niche title market mm-hmm. that I hope they don't expect, you know, Darksiders 3 to do, fi- like, 5 million, because it ain't. <laughs> I mean, it's... I, I know nothing about that game, but I know it's not going to do 5 million sales. You're right, but Darksiders has a name, and if if freaking Keenum Come can be can be busting out the top list on Steam and all that right now, uh, I feel like yeah, but the, the, that has a chance. The Steam best-selling list is not something you should ever know. <laughs> it's funny because their PR people are just completely. There <laughs> you go on Twitter. They are going nuts about it. I'm like, look, I understand. Be happy about your game. Um, but it's... Yes. It's been out for four days. What happens, you know, two weeks from now when... Right. And it that's also very niche. Like, talk about, like, you're literally in medieval and there's no fantasy element really to it much. It's very uh, historically relevant to that uh, and what you can do as well and the how you fight and everything, so... I don't know that, and it's and it's huge. People like that kind of uh, have this big fifty-hour game where you can do a lot of stuff, but I still feel like it doesn't appeal to like a ton of people. Yeah, I mean that's why I didn't. I, well, I wasn't like clamoring for it because the minute I heard like historical RPG, I was like, keep on walking. Yeah. I want nothing to do with you. Oh, plus it had all the controversy pre-release, which. People are still mad that apparently reviewers are not bending over backwards to talk about, but that goes along with everybody wants their let let's all have some kind of argument about something thing that yeah. goes on right now. But yeah, I, hopefully this means good news for THQ. They can keep their ride going and and get better and bigger and who knows they, can, maybe they could fully they can fi- make a return you can finally get you draw to or, or get the wwe license back get, yeah make it make it finally make, it get, make another all-stars too everyone actually wants oh, please that'd be great we need it here uh the, also go ahead oh i was just gonna say like, i've i've Oh, just kidding aside, I like I hope they get Volition back on track. Like Agents of Mayhem was such a bummer, and I realize how like how they left Saints Row Four is hard to get around, but do it anyway. Could they just take it from what happened in Get Out of Hell or whatever? I know that they technically didn't have much to do with each other, but who knows? I mean, that timeline is all screwed up anyway. They do crazy stuff in that game. I guess they could make it work. 
Yeah. Probably the, I guess, bigger news of that happened earlier in the week, too. Spyro getting a trilogy remaster. And it's going to include what uh, Spyro, the Dragon, Ripto's Rage, and Year of the Dragon all together in one set. There will be PS4 exclusive for a year and then follow the same line of Crash. Probably go to the Switch and uh, PC uh, the year after. I mean, I, I like Spyro. Spyro as a kid, my sister was very much into Crash, and I was much more into Spyro, so I'm kind of happy to see this happening. Uh, I think with the Skylander stuff, this has a lot more cachet to the kids, too. Do you think this could Yo. do well? Yo, are they going to get Elijah Wood back to voice Spyro? I mean, what is he doing right now? Mm, nothing. Oh, is he doing that like VR game or whatever for Ubisoft? I think so, maybe. That weird one? Yeah. Well, as long as they can get Elijah Wood and Gary Oldman back, I'll be happy. They could, and they could not. Yeah. But I think it's... Let me check. I want to say Gary Oldman is at least two Spyro games, which is bizarre when you think about it. (laughs) Really? I... I mean, this for the, I think for the, this yeah, obviously in, also has the nostalgic goggles, but it doesn't have the, the. I don't think it's going to do as well as Crash. He was in three Spyro games. <laughs> Is it all three of those? No, it's the later ones that sucked. Oh, wow. How'd they get him for that? Yeah, those are the ones Elijah Wood was in also. It's like, okay. I guess spending money on voice talent as opposed to good game programming and direction is one way to one way to go. Yeah, very true. Like, I I got nothing against Spyro. Like, it was definitely it was different from Crash because like at the time it was basically, I mean it kind of was like a Mario sixty four for PS one. You know, it was more bigger levels, uh, more like goal orient like quest or goals per level like a Mario game. I just never like Spyro's power set at all. And like I just didn't like the character that much. That's fair. So I, I that's the what kind of acts I well I like the first the thing that he's a dragon. And then Two, I did like the fact that he had powers and stuff that Crash really didn't have, so uh, that world kind of fit better to me, but this is one of those things where maybe you do have those nostalgia glasses on, you play this and it doesn't feel the same way when you start playing the remaster. I think this is cool that they're making it. In Crash 3, you eventually get a bazooka. That's that's all the power you need. Yeah. (laughs) You aren't wrong. You just blow stuff off the... I think it shot apples. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was it. Yeah, because you got the apples, and then he would shoot shoot whatever ones you got. So. Well, speaking so, of shooting things... Oh, go ahead. Did you... no, I was going to say, like, if this happens, cool. 
But everyone, what everyone really wants is a Blinks of Time Sweeper collection. Oh yeah, we are all. I mean, Microsoft is interested in like really making games, so why not? Well, they got nothing. If they got nothing going so far, why break that record? I just don't see it like just happening for Microsoft. They dug themselves the hole that they're in. Uh, they hey, doubled man. down on the Game Pass thing. Eventually, Crackdown 3 is going to come out in 2021, and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know it. I mean, like, that's going to be one of the biggest uh, things that's going to make us look awful, is if that game does come out and it's actually good, and we're sitting here just absolutely hating on it, and it's... You know, but it you also may it. never come out, so... You say that, but I have absolutely zero faith that game will ever be ever a come out or will be be any good. <laughs> yeah, I will be surprised if it comes out. Then anything beyond that, let's see what happens. Like as long as it doesn't actively set Xbox Ones on fire, I guess that's, I guess you can call that a win. But that's about it. That could happen also. People just so frustrated with the game. Like, oh, I hate you. <laughs> All right, you blew up in my system. You're so awful. Thanks. Guess, oh, the main developer for Crackdown 3 is Sumo Digital. Guess what other game they're working on, supposedly? Dead yeah. Island 2. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Yep. Those games have come out at the same time. Games that we just have so much faith in uh, at this point. Speaking of blowing things up, the series that is most known for that, Call of Duty, the movie is still going on, and they've apparently found their director. Uh, the director of Sicario 2 Soldado, which is uh, Sicario, 2, Sicario 2 Soldier, uh, Stefano Solima is apparently in talks to direct the movie. Uh, I, I guess it's refreshing that they're not going after some big Hollywood director uh, for this. Probably also saves them money. And because they're going to have to spend a lot of movie, you know, money on the special effects and everything else for this movie to make it look like the game, which that's that's going to be one of the things people are really going to be looking for for this kind of movie. You know how you make it look like the game? Make be, make it a VR movie where you just have a gun, gun for two hours. Like that hardcore Henry thing. Like that one part of Doom at the end? Yeah. That's also that. I mean, I don't know what they... I guess they could make, what, a Call of Duty story just for a movie, right? And that's your movie? I, I imagine if they're, gonna, if they're serious, they're probably just going to uh, tell the story of like Call of Duty 4, like modern, the first Modern Warfare, because that's the most relatively grounded like Call of Duty story you have. And it's not, like, near futuristic. It's present day, or it's like, you know, two years from now, essentially. Like, there's no, there's nothing, like, futuristic in that game, aside from maybe some of the rocket launchers, but that's about it. Yeah, I think that would probably be your best choice, to go with the more grounded one. Uh, you don't want to go with, like, crazy out there, Black Ops, or 
Yeah, they're not going to make, like, American or uh, Advanced Warfare. Yeah, Especially I not Kevin Spacey anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that nobody's called to, like, remove Kevin Spacey from Advanced Warfare or something. Yeah, he's too embedded in, like, they couldn't do that, but, yeah. It would uh, be a completely different game. He's, like, way into that into that story. <laughs> well, he's like the bad guy, yeah. He's yeah. not going to you know, spend millions of dollars and replace him. Uh, like, I mean, I, I want to see... I, 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 even if this movie's good, like, I don't know that I would really say, oh, Call of Duty made it to where there's now good video game movies. Like, No, because... It's like, a war movie, right? I mean... Yeah, like, that's the thing. It, there's nothing fantastical about Call of Duty. It's, you know, as long as they don't fuck it up, you know, make it look like terrible, they can get any, I mean, I, I've no, I know nothing about this director, so who knows, but they could get anyone to direct this thing and probably be fine. Yeah, I mean, literally there's war movies like every year. It, they, they come out consistently. This isn't like too out of the realm for somebody to do. I mean, like if you're gonna, if you're gonna make like a like a weird video game movie, try like making like Final Fantasy 15 or something. Like you know, with a bunch of like monsters running around and like you know crazy shit like that. Like that'd be more well, impressive. I mean, you already me. have Rampage, so yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> that's gonna be a big winner. I can tell you the that the Rock will somehow make that good. I I don't know how, but he will because he's. In I imagine. Well, the premise is like all like the monsters are growing. So I imagine at the end of the movie, like the Rock takes the formula and grows up, to, grows to like 800 feet tall, and like starts wrestling all of them. If, if, if that's the way that movie ends, one. yeah. If that's the way that movie ends, I will go see it. If not, no way. <laughs> rock bottom on the yeah. On the... Him and the him and the gorilla have to team up against like that lizard looking thing. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Rock, rock and Stock Connection Part 2. <laughs> rock and, and Gorilla going going at it. Yeah. Uh, this guy is known for a soldier movie, so perhaps Stefano can step like, it I, up. I mean, I imagine if he was still alive, they probably would have tried to get Tony Scott for it, but he's not around anymore, and yeah. Ridley Scott's insane, so they're not going to get him. <laughs> So apparently, once again, the rumors abound about Sony and the changing your PSN name thing. Yeah. Something that is apparently so difficult for them in their system, basically they don't want to possibly cause another PSN hack, which I can sort of understand. There's a survey saying that they have been exploring the possibility of adding this feature. Uh, you know, X, Microsoft lets you do this. Uh, you can do it once for free, and then the rest of them you have to pay. Um, Sony still has not allowed you to do this at all. Do you think it happens, finally? Or is this just another rumor? It'd be nice, but you have to imagine, like, like you said, there has to be some very hard technical problem that's like preventing it from happening but i guess the rumors are like so if they do let it happen like sony would let you do it free every six months like one you know one free one 
but I guess it would lock out like your previous account name. Oh, that makes sense, I guess. So you couldn't just go back to that. Yeah. As long as you keep your stuff. Yeah. It's not a big but, deal. Yeah, I think like considering how messy PSN was on PS3, like that is one thing that like when the PS4 came out, they should have had a clean break from PS PSN or the PS3 architecture and go, here's a new, you know, here's the new stuff. Sorry, nothing transferred over. Pick your new name. We're going to actually have good online download speeds for you. It's going to work. <laughs> and they didn't do it because they had to have that like continuation. And right. that's screwing them up majorly. Yeah, you would have thought they would have done that at least just especially if you're not going to have any of the games transfer or anything yeah. like that. You know, like why not just make that clean break, start with something new. But they didn't and now would they I'm guessing they wouldn't make this work on PS3. It would just be Yeah, PS PS4 PS4 only. only. But honestly, how many people are still going on PS3? Like, oh. I know there's, a, I know there's some, but I mean, most people have moved on. Like the PS4, oh, no, right. the PS4 has been out for now four years. Same with the Xbox One. Yeah, I mean, you're not really. Like when, aside, from, uh, if you take away movies or like Netflix, when is the last time you turned on? Your PS3 to play a game? Uh, never. I turn it on for that. Uh, and if there's a PS3 for PS3 game for PS Plus that I really want, and that's it. I don't like. I probably should play <clears throat> the Trails of Cold Steel games or whatever, but I'm also not going to be downstairs playing a game. It's also like probably out of inconvenience or I might use it but it'd be very rare the times that I would so most people like there's probably a very small amount that that is their main gaming console at this point yeah like also the PS4 and Xbox one have been on for five years not four so <laughs> yep even a uh, bigger reason yeah so at that point I don't know. I just feel like if Sony's made people wait this long, why not just wait till the PS5? Yeah. To let people do it. Like, does it really matter if this, even though you know Nintendo says they're trying to make the console, at least their console, go beyond the five or six years? But the, you know, the Switch can do whatever it wants, and it doesn't have to go on with whatever Microsoft and Sony no. are doing. But. It, Nintendo said that, but I imagine the Switch, like, in a few years, going to have, like, the Switch XL or something like that, where it's, like, here's a, like, maybe, like, a thinner version of the Switch that's slightly bigger and has, like, a better processor. Because that's what they do. Right. I just, you run that same problem of better make no sure that the games all work on all the systems. Yeah. You know. I mean, that we already went through this with... Uh, I've talked about it countless times. I have one of the... F- only of two games that... And the other one is pointless now because Hyrule Warriors is about to come on the Switch. 
the only reason to own a Nintendo 3DS XL is if you wanted Xenoblade Chronicles on it. That is the only exclusive game that you cannot play on the 2DS and whatever. If as long as they don't do something like that, I'm good. Uh, Wasn't it like Xenoblade did okay? Xenoblade, Hyrule, and like Kid Icarus, and that was it. Yeah, like the Hyrule Warriors plays a heck of a lot better on that system than the regular. But it's still, you know, it's not really meant for 3DS either. Yeah. You know. But it's Yeah, you're right. Nintendo could could do that and they probably will. I wouldn't be surprised if it's even a Nintendo Switch 2 or something. But... I don't think it'll be a 2. It'll just be like Here's the improved, you know, switch or like yeah. something like that. Because I can, uh, they can't come out with like a two because everyone who got the first switch would be like, "What the fuck?" Right. Uh, it's or the switch yeah, light or something like that. You know. I just can't imagine there's too many years left with what Sony and Microsoft are doing, especially now that you've made those mid-gen consoles and everything. Yeah. So why not just? Let people wait. It's not going to hurt anyone at this point. You've gone this long with that name. Uh, I mean, if if you're worried about, you know, somebody seeing it and, you know, it, it causing a problem for you, then you know, don't don't let them see it. I don't know. Uh, Mega Man Legacy 1 and 2. Uh, it's It's been pretty much a known thing that it was going to come... To the Switch. It's coming May 22nd. And it's going to have a challenge mode. Remix stages. And online leaderboards. Uh, coming uh, to. Basically uh, just special. Things coming on the Switch. It's also going to have a sound mode. Where you can have this. You know listen to the soundtracks. And look at your collection. Uh, you can use amiibos with it. Too as you would expect. And you can buy the first one for $15 and the second one for $20. Or you can buy them all together for 40 And you get a deluxe 30th, 30th anniversary cleaning cloth. God. Some great thing you're giving away there, Capcom. But, I mean, it's this th- nice that you can get them together, right? This thing should be twenty bucks. I agree with you, uh, but I mean, I also don't think that like twenty bucks for each thing is totally unfair. Well, the first one launched at fifteen. Uh, I mean, you can get it for fifteen digitally, but still, like that's that's too much. <laughs> it's kind of like the way they did Bayonetta one and two, right? Bayonetta two, I think, is thirty nine. Or are they both twenty nine, and then you get the other one for ten dollars? I think it is. Um, not sure, but it equals out to both of them being forty, or it might be equals out to both of them being fifty. I don't really remember, but either way, those games are very worth much worth the fifty dollars, uh, considering they're the graphical. Stuff that you have to do for those games is much different than Mega Man. 
<laughs> so apparently PSN doesn't have like region pricing enabled correctly. So you can get a copy of that Kingdom Come Deliverance game for like five cents. What? On the US PS4 store? No. On oh. the Russian store. <laughs> ah. But it's well, in English. You know, the Russian store. <laughs> they have a history. Uh, which you know of very well. Uh, for yeah. So, uh, if you could still do that, the amazing things you could accomplish with the Russian steam. Yeah. But they killed that, those... Bastards. Yeah. I don't blame them, but yeah, they killed it. Uh, the new Remedy game has a code name, P7. Comes out in 2019. It's a cinematic third-person action game. What do you know? That's kind of what Remedy makes. And it will have uh, game mechanics with storytelling techniques and we'll have longer lasting game experiences as everybody's trying to push towards at this point. Feels like another Remedy game is coming. I hope that it's good. Like, they've been kind of in a slump the past few years. Yeah, Quantum Break was... Yeah, even like... Mm-hmm. like I liked Alan Wake's American Nightmare. They could tell it was like a stopgap game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really felt like it was sort of like in today's world could have been the expansion or like standalone DLC that you buy for like 20 bucks. Yeah, I think it launched at 15 because it was mm-hmm. supposed to be DLC. You know, I mean, Alan Wake had DLC, but it was two, like, two short episodes. So, yeah, I guess we'll I, see. I really liked like, both those. Ge- I liked the uh, American Nightmare. Like, I think Come people on. want more Alan Wake. Like, when Quantum Break was announced and then released, it's like, why did you make this? <laughs> like, no one was really clamoring for it. <laughs> they weren't, but Microsoft wanted it because they wanted a big exclusive, and then they tried to add the TV show part to it. and They totally pulled the plug on that, like, halfway through, so that's why it was, like, such a weird misfire. <laughs> I just, hopefully, like, I, I like that, Remedy. Like, that's the thing, is, gotta love Sam Lake, but, it's like, get back on track, people. <laughs> Make the I real Max Payne Without three. being, now that they're out of the shadows that they had to be in before, I think they know what they want to do, and they'll be good with that. I mean, I think you can trust them right now. Yeah. But... Like I was saying, make the, make the, they should make the real Max Payne 3. <laughs> the good one. Uh, would Rockstar let him have the license, though? No. Which is weird, because it's not like Rockstar's doing anything with it. <laughs> uh, probably because they don't trust themselves to make it without Remedy, even though the first two keep getting... Like 4K and all this other stuff, so the care is still out there for them. Yeah. Weird. Uh, Black Panther, of course, 
came out last week. You saw it. Yep. What did you think of? Good. I was surprised. Like me and my friends saw it. The theater was sold out, like packed. And that's like the first time that's happened in that theater for me and him. Uh, so obviously trying to avoid the still early enough where you get the people with the spoilers, but so do you think it like lives up to all the hype and everything? Uh, I think it might be a tad overhyped, like, you know, the best reviewed movie ever or whatever, you know, headlines like that. Like, I think it's probably pretty on par with like the first Guardians movie or maybe like Thor Ragnarok in terms of like just overall quality. It's not a still pretty good though. Like I might say, I think I might personally say that the best Marvel movies is still probably uh, Winter Soldier. That's me. I love that movie. Um, I mean, I also think uh, after I I'd just seen Wonder Woman recently, I thought that was kind of in the higher tier of. I know it's not Marvel, but higher tier of superhero movies. Don't worry, it'll be Marvel eventually. God. <laughs> that will be the day. If when that Disney happens. just buys WB. <laughs> like, just. Alright, there is no more DC versus Marvel. Disney just owns everything. No, no, it will be D- DC versus Marvel. Here's a new event. <laughs> yeah, it'll be Disney doing the WWE thing. We're going to manufacture Disney versus Marvel. Uh, DC versus Marvel now. <laughs> yeah. Have fun uh, with Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts eight, part eight now. <laughs> yeah, had them all in there. It's battling. It'll be uh, it'll be Sora with uh, doing the, the comics war. Yeah. The, Sora with Wolverine and Superman as as his buddies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that would be something to see certainly. Uh, the. Uh, Black Panther did, of course, break some records. There's huge hype with that movie. Uh, seemingly well-deserved. The fifth highest opening weekend box office for any film domestically uh, released. Uh, also becoming the only, the fifth film to ever debut with over $200 million in its opening weekend. Uh, which is uh, pretty great. It's the only films right now that are beating it in the four-day window that it had are the Star Wars movies. So, that is pretty great at this point for Black Panther. I don't know how much it's going to drop. You'd imagine it maybe has a bigger drop than, say, like, you know, the the Avengers films or something like that would, but... I don't know. Like... I got a feeling that's going to stick around for a while because there's nothing really coming out until like late in March that will kind of counter it. Uh, so I think it'll be around. Yeah, I would agree with you on that front that it'll be around. Just but the only interesting. Two, the only two movies that are coming out in March that'll kind of I think really go against it is Pacific Rim Two and Ready Player One. I can see Ready Player One doing more than Super Rim 2, but we'll see how that goes. I really hope Super Rim 2 does well, because I want yeah. them to keep that going. 
But then uh, keep that fucking Cloverfield movie, you know, franchise going. They should, Pacific Rim 2 deserves some love. Yeah, come on, Netflix. If, if anything, like, Pacific Rim is right up your alley as far as... Or just have Pacific... Just have, like, Gypsy Danger versus, you know, Cloverfield Monster. <laughs> like, come on, like, y'all are freaking funding another Bright movie. Like, if this one does decently well and they just decide they don't want to continue it, it's one of those things. Come on, Netflix. Let's let's do it. Uh, I think Black Panther will be fine. Ultimately, just it's also a Marvel movie. I think it's it also has a huge critical acclaim, which is different than Star Wars, which like after like the first week, everybody decided that they started hating it. So yeah. the it dropped considerably. Whereas this movie, everybody freaking loves it. There's obviously the jokes online of people just being like, okay, this is a movie. Stop making it feel like it's a cultural event, even though it is for a lot of people. And I think that's what's cool about this is it finally makes you feel like, you know, that, that you know, Black Panther is getting his due, you know, along with uh, Africa and everything else in movies like that. You don't see that very often. So it's uh, very cool. They kept it authentic. And Ryan Coogler is getting a lot of press for the movie as well, so much so that Kevin Feige is already saying he wants him back for the inevitable sequel. Yeah, and I'll probably do it, because, I mean, that's what they do. Like, they get a director, like a lesser-known director, no offense to him, but, you know. Uh, and, like, if he does well, they incorporate him in, in the studio structure, like James Gunn, for, perfect example. Like, mm-hmm. He made, you know, some movies beforehand, but none of them were, like, box office, you know, hits or anything like that. They were, they all, they all reviewed pretty well, but, I mean, before Guardians came out, like, most people don't know James Gunn at all. Like, I think the only thing Disney has to worry about, though, is if James Gunn ever gets a big head, which it doesn't seem like he is. I think he seems like a very grounded person, and he takes to heart the... Guardians sort of being his or whatever is that feeling of can we make a Guardians movie without James Gunn? You know, could the well, think, Panther become that with Ryan Coogler? May, I mean, maybe, but I think like also I think when they do this, like the the actors have loyalty to that director. Then, mm-hmm. like if Disney was like we're gonna fire James Gunn, it's like I mean you may get a Guardians three, but it's not gonna have that you know the heart. You know the right, you know the writing, or anything like that. The music the first... or anything—it won't have yeah. any of that. One of the things I think that's so appealing about James Gunn is like how much he really thinks about all that stuff that goes into that movie, or you know, into both movies. And... Well, that, and also he—I think he, one thing I like about him is he's like, he's incredibly loyal to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think both Guardians movies had like cameos from. Lloyd Kaufman in it. Because, <laughs> like, Kaufman was, like, the first guy who gave him a job. Right. Which is, you know, cool. Yeah, he... Don't I mean, they, he... Go on. Go oh, I was just saying, okay. he just treats his characters well in the movies, too. It's, you know, they all have their moment, and just... Like, I don't think I've seen somebody that really takes the... He brought back the whole thing, really caring about a movie soundtrack, you know, and all that. That nobody really seemed to like 
paying much attention to until those movies and uh, how it looks, the story that gets told, all that, you know? Yeah. So the only, the funniest thing to me, I guess, will be once this, once Black Panther bypass or goes, blows past Justice League in terms of box office. <laughs> Uh, that has been the joke. Uh, and then, of course, everybody has to come out and be like, why are you always going to make it about Marvel vs. DC? It's like, okay, when you're having a, what would you call that, not even secondary, a third? I'd, I'd call him, like, yeah, B-tier, maybe C-tier character. Like, he's not, well, he's not like a Spider-Man, let's say that. Right, right. Uh third tier character is now passing your huge movie that means something of how low on the totem pole you have gotten uh, your movies like you got you nailed one and the rest of them have just not even gotten close Um, yeah you mentioned Marvel though Sony I'm sure they are kicking themselves in the pants and everywhere else they possibly can at this point. Uh, interesting that this this would even come out. Like you'd think, oh, well, it's coming out because of a book, I guess. Uh, interesting this didn't come out earlier, uh, I guess would be the, the case, is that in 1998, you know, when Sony Pictures was not, you know, getting the big cast, they didn't have the big name, they're trying to get the screen rights to Spider-Man. They already have DVD rights. And, you know, Marvel's coming out of bankruptcy. They need money. And their new chief offers Sony. You can basically have everybody. Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Black Panther, probably Captain America for $25 million. And they go, nobody cares about all those characters go back and only get Spider-Man. Yep. Good call. That's what you call some forward thinking. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, they did make a lot of bad Spider-Man movies too. Or I don't know if they're bad. There's not, I don't think the amazing Spider-Man movies are terrible. No, but that was before like Sam Raimi stuff. I mean, that was after Sam Raimi stuff. Like, but I don't think he would have stayed on to do these other characters, right? You would have had the different directors at that point. Yeah. I, I also don't think, like, Sony could have had the image for that. Like, I don't think they would have been, not just forward thinking about that, but, like, I don't think they could have thought about expanding the studio like that of, okay, let's have a movie for each one of these characters and let's tie it all in and whatever, like. They, it was hard enough for them to focus on Spider-Man. Well, think about it this way. The two biggest... I mean, this is 1998 or 1999. Right. The two, the two biggest superhero films were Spawn in 97 and Blade in 98. So, Sony... I mean, at the time, Sony was probably correct in saying, you know, this is going nowhere. Like, this, who cares? Right. I mean, now they sell their souls to get, you know, half the Marvel roster if they could. And they're desperately clinging on to Spider-Man because it's their only life raft. Yeah, because I imagine, you know, Dizzy may not have had an interest in buying Marvel at all if 
they weren't going to get most of the roster for the movies. Yeah. So. Like they're making that st- stupid Venom movie with the, with the worst trailer ever. And uh, yeah, let's not show Venom at all. In the and trailer. they're making that's like Silver Sable Black Cat movie that no one cares about. And, you know, they talk about they like talk- going really niche. Like, are there really that many Silver Sable and Black Cat fans? No, but it's two women. So they think they have. They think that's their market, as opposed to actually having good characters. <laughs> like at that, at this point, like DC has a better shot with that female group up movie than they, than they do with this this thing. I'd say, oh, the best shot is Marvel. You know, they're oh they're yeah, finally doing black. You know, Black Widow and or having like a whole female movie. <laughs> Which I think uh, one of the actresses in Black Panther answered that question or had that brought up about what if they did. I mean, they could, yeah. like, right? They could do Black Widow and, oh, dang it, uh, Zoe Daldana's character from... Gamora. Gamora and... Nebula. Uh, you know, they could you know, have a lot of the characters, but... Yeah. Just have... Just have a two-hour movie with all the female characters and make it a uh, Marvel swimsuit special like they did back in the mid-90s. God, if you want Flame War 2000-whatever. <laughs> that would be hysterical. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, I think you would. I think people would be like, oh, well, I'm not watching a Marvel movie ever again. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> that would be awful. Even- even at the time, I think I got like one or two of those comics. Even at the time, I'm like, "This is weird. Like, this is yeah. this is a level of strange that I'm not comfortable with." Like, yeah, this is. I mean, like, DOA didn't even do that, really. Yeah. Uh, so then you're having Marvel doing it's kind of like, what? <laughs> okay. Whatever works for you guys there. Uh, speaking of what is going on, there's apparently a new Willy Wonka movie being rumored uh, from the Paddington, you know, the Paddington director Paul King may do it. So it actually might be good because both the Paddington movies are are damn good movies on their own. Uh, you know, it's been a while. It's been what uh, it'll be thirteen years since the Johnny Depp one, so probably. I think that's long enough. I hope uh, and it's, it's back, a prequel, though. apparently, to <laughs> that. They need to get Johnny Depp back because he was a linchpin of that movie. Oh God, no! <laughs> uh, go worry about your dogs or whatever is going on with you right now, Johnny Depp. Just, just don't. I, I like. I think it's interesting to have a prequel to Willy Wonka. I never thought about it, but would you want to? I like. I guess Willy Wonka is fine enough, and I know like there is some backstory with Willy Wonka, like that the, I mean the main. Wonka movie didn't touch on because it's weird 
Yeah. But I don't like. I don't think that concept quite works anymore, and I don't care about like Willy Wonka's past. Yeah, like I, I just think about him being magical in that moment, like the you know Gene Wilder and the original and the music and all that stuff. I don't really think about. I want to know what happened to him before then. Yeah. But I guess you can make a movie about it because you can. Same way you can make a movie about Five Nights at Freddy's. For some for some reason. Uh, I guess because horror films are... Well, never mind. Thinking about the way that horror films still do pretty well at the box office. Why not? Uh, the the creator might shut you down, but I guess as long as you're doing whatever he wants, then you're good. Because didn't he shut down another studio doing a movie on him before? Probably, but that's only because he probably wasn't getting paid enough. But uh, Bloomhouse does have uh, some history with horror films, so perhaps... This might be more in their uh, wheelhouse here. I'm not. I'm not. A, I haven't played the game, so I'd just be watching it for it being a horror movie. But what do you? Uh, do you have any kind of care about the fact that Five Nights at Freddy's has a director, Chris Columbus, and who? I think he made some I of the Harry that... Potter movies. So. Yeah, he also did Home Alone. Yeah. I think that premise has some merit, actually. Like, you know, a guy, you know, guy or girl, who knows, trapped in, like, a, you know, a Chuck E. Cheese late at night, and, you know, the, you know, the monster, you know, the robots are coming after him. I guess it has, prem- it has possibilities, but I'm just not quite sure how you stretch it out in, like, a two-hour movie. And also, like the pro, I guess another problem is just like that. We all, like most gamers know that's the gist of the story. There's no surprise there. <laughs> I guess it's on them to expand it or whatever for the movie, but I it could work. That that series has its fans. Uh, just and you know, if they make it into a a premise that works, like you said. It, it could do well. Just let's see if it even gets made first. That's that's the important part, I think. And and all this. And with that, I think we're just gonna move on to talking about games that are coming out, uh, starting right now <laughs> with uh, Metal Gear Survive, which you can get right now on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, all I ever see when Konami announces anything about this game is how much people just load the fact that it has the Metal Gear name on it. What do well, you think it's it, a double, I think it's a double-edged sword. Like, if it didn't have that name, people wouldn't care. But right. the only way it's getting made is because it has that name. Do you think it sells well? Uh, I really think it depends on reviews. Like more, more so than most games, or like how how deep that single player is going to be. If there's going to be any story at all, or if it's just going to be survival game. 
Yeah, I mean, do we even know if the survival, if the story mode is not just what you do in multiplayer, but with AI helping you? No, because I think you're alone. Okay. Well, I mean, that... And it's not, like, the, the, the difference is, like, what you do online, that is, that's tower defense, essentially. Or you, you're, right. you know, depending, I guess, the drill. Like, survive is more, you stick out, like, a base, and, like, you grow plant, grow crops, and hunt food, and, like, it's actually a survival game. But I just don't, I mean, you have to, like, forge for supplies and gear and stuff, but I just don't know how deep that's going to be or how involving it's going to be. I would say, if you can... Uh, if you're like Mark and I, I'd say be smart and wait and wait till, you know, I'd say noon or a little later in the day on February 20th and see what those reviews are saying. Uh, I don't even though it is $40, it's $20 cheaper than, a, you know, what you pay normally. Yeah, just I just say be careful, you know. Uh, I mean, that helps. If it's not your kind of game when you played the beta or whatever, but you were kind of thinking about it, or it was your kind of game, even with that, I'd say, wait. It's not a game that you want to jump out and, you know, because it is $40 that you then don't get all of it back when you're trying to trade it in or or whatnot. Um, A game that apparently is not doing well already, Age of Empires Definitive Edition, uh, not doing that great uh, as a remaster I, on the PC. I started reviewing it. Got got an okay store. It's a 73 right now on Metacritic. I don't know how many that reviews that's taking in, though. It could be like three or four. Uh, and then, you know, of course, it does that average. I did see a couple of uh, people from bigger sites talking about some of the problems it has that Maybe it's like a case with Secret of Mana where you're remembering things the wrong way and it it was always had some issues. Yeah. Uh, some other games here. Uh, oh, it has apparently 20 reviews right now. There, there are some. Gotta love when you go to a site just to check something and they have to have a stupid ad that talks. Uh... You may not have heard that, and it may have been me and Mark talking about it, but, um, so, aside from that, you got Apex Construct, which is a PSVR game, it's in first person, and you're like a robot, and I just saw the robot shooting arrows and uh, stuff at various things, the station also comes out, you get the Injustice TMNT DLC. Yeah, I already played that. (laughs) So, how did the Turtles... Uh, the way you t- change between turtles is really batshit because you have to go in like the character customize option and like change their weapons. Mm. And the turtles do have different moves, so okay. like they, they have some of the same moves. Like there's this like uh, Kano cannonball looking thing that they all have, but like Leonardo is like one, his special move is like calling in other, other turtles for like special attacks. And, like, Donatello's was, he throws, like, a device out that can, like, trap enemies for a few seconds. Um, that's about it. <laughs> they all have the same super move. And 
it's kind of a neat idea, but they should just have an option on the game menu that says, like, who do you want to play as? Yeah, they should. Don't they have that, like, when you go online? Uh, I think it's like the champion, like the champion mode or something. That might have it. Because that doesn't take gear into account at all, so you have to have that. But Ah, uh, okay. Like that, I, I mean, I know why they didn't do that, because, like, they're roster is incredibly bloated looking so if you had four more slots instead of one you'd, you'd go crazy mm. but when you pick it you should just go like okay now what sort of do you want to play as yeah make it a lot easier uh that way people because some people may not be able to figure that out on their own and then they're going ah man i only can play as leonardo or whatever makes them uh upset they can't play as their favorite turtle but Hopefully they'll just be smart, go online, and see that's what you do. We, we uh, all know everyone's favorite turtle is Venus de Milo. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine's always in Mikey, uh, for the record. So, as a kid, I always thought he was like the funniest. I always liked Raph, but I recognize that he always sucks in games. I don't know why they do that. He's like the coolest one. Uh, yeah, short range. Yeah, true. Like in games, it's actually probably Donatello's by Donat- the best Yeah, one, Donatello too. was always the best because you could just whack people with the stab. Uh, Deadbolt, which is like a Highline Miami clone, except that you can, uh, you're like a the Grim Reaper and you can kill them with all sorts of weapons and there's the what the levels or you can go up and down it's not just going around in an area and going through doors there are doors but not necessarily what you do uh rad rogers i think it's a remaster of an old game if i'm not mistaken <laughs> this is the one game i didn't look up what you're what it is before i put it on here uh, I keep seeing it on the, it's on that terminal service that I have to, where you have to like request a code and they're all there and they just either send you something or they don't. Yeah. And so I keep seeing it, but I forget. I know it's like a puzzle platformer based on something from old time, but uh, Yume Nikki, which is also based on an older game. I think this is the sequel. Uh Dream Diary comes out on PC February 23rd. Payday 2 finally comes to the Switch. If you've been eagerly anticipating that on the Switch, there you go. Uh, Sword Online Fail Bullet, it's PS4 only, comes out on the 23rd. Is the uh, shoot 'em up like a third-person shooter uh, version of Sword Online? Uh, and if I think if you order the Day One Edition, you get some of the characters from the first. The first series. And uh, Pascure, which is an indie version of like Heavy Rain, uh, Alan Wake, that kind of thing. Uh, so if you're into those kind of games that have like the story, but also have like stealth and action and whatnot, that uh, could go right up your boat for that as well. Um, and uh, not too far after that, you have the Yakuza 6 demo showing up and. Uh, water. Uh, where the water tastes like wine, it also comes out. And you, for, you forgot that big game, big Switch game in a few days. Uh, 
Payday 2. Oh, I found video. The game that can barely work on a PS4 and Xbox One is coming yeah, to the Switch. I want to see how that's going to work on the Switch. Um, I mean, hopefully it plays well. With all the, It's been hyped very much by Nintendo, so uh, let, let's hope that it works uh, for their sake uh, anyway. And yeah, uh, that's your, your week in video games coming up. Kind of just waiting... Uh, for more things, I mean, of course, Far Cry was supposed to come out in a week, but now it's a month from now, so. But, alright, yeah, I think that'll do it until we are here once again next week. We'll see you later. Yep. Later. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.